Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 32 is found on page 377. Blessed is he whose unrighteousness is forgiven, and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth no sin, and in whose spirit there is no guile. For whilst I held my tongue, my bones consumed away through my daily complaining. For thy hand was heavy upon me day and night, and my moisture was like the drought in summer. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine unrighteousness have I not hid. I said, I will confess my sins unto the Lord, and so thou forgavest the wickedness of my sin. For this shall every one that is godly make his prayer unto thee, in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely the great water flood shall not come nigh him. Thou art a place to hide me in. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will inform thee and teach thee in the way wherein thou shalt go, and I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not like to horse and mule, which have no understanding, whose mouths must be held with bit and bridle, else they will not obey thee. Great plagues remain for the ungodly, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord, mercy embraceth him on every side. Be glad, O ye righteous, and rejoice in the Lord, and be joyful, all ye that are true of heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th verse of the 22nd chapter of the Book of Numbers. Then Balak sent, again sent princes, more numerous and more honorable than they. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak the son of Zippor, 
please let nothing hinder you from coming to me, for I will certainly honour you greatly, and I will do whatever you say to me. Therefore please come, curse this people for me. Then Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord my God, to do less or more. Now therefore, please, you also stay here tonight, that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, If the men come to call you, rise and go with them, but only the word which I speak to you, that you shall do. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was aroused because he went, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing there in the way, with his sword drawn in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way, and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards, with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam's anger was aroused, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you, that you have struck me with these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have abused me, I wish there were a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, on which you have ridden, ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, with his sword drawn on his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you, because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would also have killed you by now, and let her live. And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know you stood in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displeases you, I will turn back. Then the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I speak to you, that you shall speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. Now when Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the city of Moab, which is on the border of the Arnon, the boundary of the territory. When Balak said to Balaam, Did I not earnestly send you, calling for you? Why did you not, co why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? And Balaam said to Balak, Look, I have come to you. Now have I power at all anything to say? The Lord, the word that God puts in my mouth, that I must speak. So Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Kiri at Hudo. Then Balak offered oxen and sheep, and he sent some to Balaam and to the princes who were with him. 
Here ends the first lesson. Together, Benedictus. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 41st verse of the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover, and when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it, but supposed him, supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions, and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Here ends the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because, because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without thee, grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee, both in will and in deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We continue our story of Balaam and Balak today, and we mentioned yesterday that the uh, idea of seeing um, kind of permeates the story, um, and it continues here in in this uh, point about the donkey, that um, Balaam is the prophet who's been given to, to, to see, and get God's given him his word, but the, the key to the story understanding is that God has said, don't go. And then the emissaries have come back with, with more money. And, and so he decides to ask again. And so it's a meditation on the perverseness of the human heart, whereby we know clearly what God's will is. But when we see something we want that's not God's will, we will go pray about it again. Let's go see if it's got something different to say. Uh, and we're, we're, but we're praying to a God whose yes is yes and whose no is no. And, and so it's, it's a meditation a little bit on self-deception and a danger of um, praying for something in such a way that you want it and you're looking for evidence to find it. So Balaam goes back and God says, go. And we, we remember throughout the scriptures, there, there, are, there are frightening stories where God will, um, you know, 
give people the perverseness of their heart. I'm, there's a story where um, the king in Israel wants to go to battle and looking for a prophet to tell him it's okay. And, and, the, and the story tells about that God puts a lying spirit in, in the mouth of one of the prophets to encourage him to go to battle and die in it. And so we have to, it's very dangerous to, to pray in such a way when you want something. And that's where the, the situation Balaam's in. He sees the money. Okay, I'll ask again. God says, go, God told me to go. And so now Balaam, who, who is a seer, has become blind. And on the story, he's riding the donkey. And so he can't see God anymore. He's standing right in his way with a sword, warning Balaam that this is a, a deadly path. But who does see? Well, his donkey sees. His donkey sees that God is standing there, and if his donkey moves forward, the donkey, the the you know the the person in the road is going to kill the donkey and Balaam. And so the donkey, who can see what Balaam in the perverseness of his heart cannot see, saves Balaam. And so Balaam goes on in in, in the story. You know he's gonna uh, he's going to uh, give cur uh, blessings rather than curses, but it's not going to turn out well for Balaam because. His heart is shown to be perverse, and it's it's important for us to remember when we're praying, um, God's word is clear, and when we want to try to bend it a little bit because you know, hey, you know, this is what I really want, or talk ourselves into something, uh, we'll always find a way to do that. It's why when we're looking for what God's will is, it's always safest to assume that that uh, the hardest road. <laughs> To, 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 to assume the sacrifice and then let God reveal to us that he wants something else for us. And the, the, the dangers of all the ways that our own voices, our own desires, the world, the flesh, the devil, um, loom large in our lives and the voice of God who talks to us when we're really hearing his word. And this contrast then with our story of Jesus in the New Testament lesson where Jesus, it's, you know, age 12 goes to the Passover. He is single-mindedly focused on the will of the Father, so much so that he's oblivious to the fact that, well, it's not, you know, oblivious. He certainly knew that they left, but the whole caravan has left and got home. But God the Father has called Jesus to be in the temple, and he's there. And three days later, when his parents come looking for, what are you doing? Jesus is caught up in doing his Father's will, despite the disapproval of his parents and, and all the inconvenience that caused everybody. And so for us, the, the, the exhortation is to a prayerfulness which really hears God's voice and uh, is able to follow what God wants us to do that's in harmony with his word and, and isn't um, dissuaded by our own interior desires that we want something that... Um, God's word seems to be drawing us into a more painful way, but our heart wants something else. So we adjust our prayer and we hear God telling to us. And we find counselors who tell us that's a great thing, you know, and, and go do this. Um, that's the danger of the spiritual life. And, and so the key is to be able to hear God's voice and, and, and embrace it and follow it, whatever it is. And this is also a good re reason why we're going to read the scriptures honestly and we also want to find very wise counselors when we're looking for people to give us advice who are very able to say, I don't think that's a very good idea. We're very willing to, to, to uh, tell us the truth and not just tell us what we want to hear. So a few thoughts on today's lessons. 
Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom our prayers are given. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable